The following story has been brought to you by storiestoinspire.org. How long do I have to have hakarata tov for? If somebody does me a favor, for how long? The answer, forever. Forever. Rav Shach, the Gadol Adori, was in his 90s. He calls in one of his gabayim, and he says to me, come every month Rosh Chodesh to me, I'm going to give you money, and I want you to take this money and get a tutor for this and this student in the yeshiva. And make sure he learns extra. Right? So he took the money, he did it the first month, he didn't come back the second month. But Shach called him in and yelled at him. Why didn't you come? I told you guys, he says, Rebbe, I feel funny taking money from you for a total stranger, a boy here. I told you to do it. Month in, month out, month in, month out. Finally, finally, yes, one day, why are you doing this for this boy? He's no different than any other boy in the yeshiva. He's not the super genius. He's not super weak. Why are you doing it? So I'll tell you why. He says, some 65 years ago, when I was a young boy in yeshiva, I only owned one shirt. And I used to go to the river every Friday and wash the shirt, hang it on the branch of a tree, and wait for it to dry in the sun. And then I would go back for Shabbat. One day a woman came down to the river to do our laundry. And she saw me and she says, why am I sitting here like this? I told her I'm waiting for my shirt to dry. She says, why don't you bring another shirt? She says, I only own one shirt. She left and came back. She bought me a brand new shirt. She says, here, now you have one for the weekday, now you have one for Shabbat. That woman was this boy's great-grandmother. And I have hakarata tov to her that she bought me a shirt 60 years ago. <laughs> we forget about what people did for us 10 minutes later. Or we ask ourselves, why didn't they do more for me? And you resent it. Okay. Look what hakarata tov is. I'll tell you a story. Happened to a man in this community many years ago. He kept hearing the name Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, Rabbi Feinstein, Rabbi Feinstein. Going back to the 60s and the 70s, when he was coming out with all his Pesachim, modern day technology, on everything from timers and refrigerators and ovens and air conditioners and, uh, and uh, life insurance policies and all, all kinds of things and uh, end of life questions and pulling the plug and so, and he was writing his books at the time. And this fellow decided he's going to drive down to the east side on a Sunday morning to go see who this great rabbi is. He's a Syrian. Got in the car. He drove to the east side. And he went into the yeshiva. And he's praying with them. And he notices in the, in the east, in the Mizrach, there's a whole line of elderly men. And he does not know which one is Rabbi Feinstein. It's a little bit embarrassed and he doesn't know. The place is full. There's hundreds of people there praying. Finally, towards the end of the, right before Halen al-Shabayach, he asks the fellow next to him, he says, excuse me, sir, excuse my ignorance, but who's Rabbi Feinstein? He says, that man right there sitting to the left of the Arona Kodesh. He says, him? He goes, yeah. He says, oh my gosh. He says, what's the matter? He says, I just gave him a quarter. He goes, what? He says, he came over, he stuck his hand out, and I gave him a quarter. He says, what are you doing? And he says, he looked at it, he put it in his pocket, and he walked away. Whenever Rabbi Feinstein saw a new face in the shul, he would go over to give him shalom. And he thought he was a shnara. So he gave him a quarter. He looked at the quarter, he put it in his pocket. He didn't tell the man, excuse me, I'm Rabbi Moshe Feinstein, the Rosh Kol Bnei Agulah, the biggest rabbi on earth. Right? What are you doing giving me a quarter? Mo'ayb? Put it in his pocket and he walked away. It's better to be insulted than the insulter. You will shine like the sun. Moshe Rabbeinu 
תז בורא עולם. ויאמר בי אדוני שלח נא ביד תשלח. השם, I don't want to go take the Jews out of Mitzrayim. You go take them out. Find somebody else. Not me. I'm not going. This was by the burning bush, by the snap. You know what the Midrash says there? They were arguing by that burning bush for seven days. Hashem said to Moshe, go. I'm not going. Moshe, go. I'm not going. Moshe, you have to. I'm not going. You know what, Moshe Rabbeinu? If you don't go, the Jews are never getting out of Egypt. You're going now? No. Moshe, if they never get out, they're going to be slaves forever and ever, back-breaking work. You're going to take them out now? No. Moshe Rabbeinu, if you don't take them out, then they're not going to go to Har Sinai. You're going to take, you're going to take them out? No. No Har Sinai, no Torah. You're going to take them down? No. No Torah, I'm going to have to destroy the world back to Torah of You're going to take them out now? No. Moshe, why are you not taking them out? You know why? Because I have an older brother, Haron. He's going to feel bad. He's the older brother. Who cares? So he'll feel bad for 10 minutes. He'll get over it. Okay? No, 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 no. Doesn't justify the means. If my brother's going to feel bad, I can't do it. Doesn't matter what the end result is going to be. I can't make somebody feel bad. Only if Akadosh Baruch Hu told them, Aaron is going to hear it's you, and he's going to rejoice in his heart. That's when Moshe Rabbeinu agreed to go. Otherwise, he would not go. That amazing thing, Rabotai. Three million people will be left slaves forever. The world will be turned back to Tov Abohu. I'm not going. No, I can't. My brother's going to feel bad. Could you imagine? You imagine? But Borei Olam guaranteed him Aharon is going to feel good in his heart. That's when he agreed. Well, we have to emulate Aharon. And we have to cultivate an attitude of happiness and other people's good fortune. That's what we have to do. Enjoyed this story? Come again. Bring a friend. StoriesToInspire.org